Thank you for joining us for this episode of Comply on the Fly with M3 and Karen B. Comply on the Fly is your trusted weekly resource for reliable insight and quick answers on common employee benefits compliance questions. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Seek the advice of counsel for any employee benefits, compliance-related guidance, or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the comply on the fly question of the week is, do I have any notice obligations in relation to the end of the national emergency or public health emergency as it relates to COVID? The answer to that question is really, what have you done in the past, if anything? to inform health plan participants of the changes when they were initially implemented. First, when the public health emergency, or PHE, expires on May 11, 2023, so will the requirement that group health plans cover COVID-19 testing and COVID-19 vaccines from any provider without cost-sharing applied. Plans will now have the ability to set cost-sharing requirements for testing, although the departments, and that is the Departments of Labor, Health and Human Services, and the Treasury, encourage plans to continue covering benefits for COVID-19 diagnosis and treatment for telehealth and remote care services after the end of the PHE. In terms of the vaccine, it still must be covered from in-network providers without cost-sharing, but plans will now be able to impose cost-sharing if the vaccine is received from an out-of-network provider. Second, we previously have discussed the end of the deadline extensions due to the end of the national emergency. Those extensions were related to HIPAA special enrollment, COBRA, and claims deadlines, to name a few. So back to our question, are there notice requirements regarding these items? In terms of the test and vaccine changes, If your plan will no longer be covering something that it previously covered and it affects information on the Summary of Benefits and Coverage, or SBC, you have to provide a 60-day notice. However, this notice obligation is met if you previously notified your plan participants of the general duration of the additional benefits or reduced cost-sharing such as that it only applied during a public health emergency. Or you notify participants of the general duration of those additional items within a reasonable time frame in advance of the reversal. A notification provided in a previous plan year will not suffice. The best advice about whether a notification was provided previously is to check with your insurance carrier or third-party administrator and review any previous communications made to participants. In terms of the end of the deadline extensions, again, you will want to review any previous communication on the subject and determine if it sufficiently covered the duration of the extensions. You may want to follow up with your participants before the end of the outbreak period, which is June 9th, or some will say July 10th, to inform them that the extended deadlines will no longer apply and normal timeframes will resume. And that is your comply on the fly question of the week. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. 
We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.